For years, my bowel movements were boring brown solid lumps. Three times a day, right on schedule. And I never got to miss a single meeting at work. Douchebag. Then I discovered Easy Cream. Easy Cream is an all-natural diarrhea inducer in an easy-to-use gel form. Just rub the gel on your hands and face, and if you wish, your feet. The fast-acting mint-flavored cream works quick and releases stimulants and patented liquidizers, which takes your normal, healthy stool and creates a foamy brown mess inside your body. You'll have wet, painful diarrhea in seconds. Come on, Paul, you'll be late for the meeting. I can't. Diarrhea. This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by Adam and Eve. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. Lance Wackerly. Well, Wackerly, we have a special guest in the studio Again. as well tonight. Uh, Sleazy E, what's up? Special hello. guest host. Yes, yes. Hello, hello. It's always hello, good hello. when you're here. So, uh, what's up there, Wackerly? How was uh, the weekend? Oh, uh, it was good. Still recovering from uh, Friday night festivities? Yeah, that was pretty fun. Got pretty, I got pretty fucking drunk that night. I had to take the bar at home, so... You know, I, was drunk, was... I was drunk by the time I left, but I assume you guys got drunk. You didn't fall asleep on the bar? No. <laughs> so for people who haven't listened to the past couple shows, we ended up hanging out with uh, Fozzie Bear and uh, Kendra and uh, Jeff Detroitus, um, who are all in town to hang out with us, and uh, we met them for drinks, and yeah, I got pretty fucking wasted. We uh, went to a couple tenderloin bars. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nice. It was actually kind of cool because you know, you you know, we we interviewed both Kendra and Fozzie on the show, and I, you know we spoke to them extensively through throughout the forum and you know through over the years doing the show. And it's just kind of it's it's kind of cool to meet people like face to face. Yeah, and uh, they they're exactly what I picture them to be. I did tell you though that the. Uh tenderloin wasn't going to shock and awe them <laughs> no no well even kendra said she's like vancouver's way worse i think it really? is i actually think kendra was fascinated by the just the homeless crazies walking the streets yeah because uh, she seemed to enjoy more that. bold here i think she told me because when i asked her what the difference was she said the crazy people were a little bit more entertaining or just up in your face and uh you know to to all the uh the uh, male fans out there wondering kendra very hot yeah. she's very attractive it's a very attractive Stupendous girl. hooters. <laughs> <laughs> Enormous hooters, yeah. It was nice. But no, so we went to, um, I tried to take him to Aunt Charlie's, that like divey tranny bar, uh, way in like the heart of the loin at Turk and Taylor. Yeah. And, uh, and we, I think we went there and it was too crowded. We, we got into in. the vestibule and it was just packed with wall-to-wall tranny aficionados. Yeah, we had to like pay to stand. So we ended up going uh, to some other bar kind of in the area. And then my brother ended up calling us and he was like, oh, why don't you come to Deco? And I think that's when you split and <laughs> yeah. ended up going back. But it was funny though, because you started like wandering off, like meandering 
away from Market Street, away from the BART, like towards like uh, Fifth and Mission. And I was going to say, you know, Wackley, you're going the wrong way. But then I was like, this might lead to a funny story. <laughs> I wondered if you guys saw that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think I mentioned I'd never something. been in that bar before. And I, I you know what? I, I thought we walked into it and I thought we, I thought the bar was on Market, but it wasn't. It was on sixth or whatever yeah it was in between market and mission so i thought i was turning right to go like towards the embarcadero but i was actually yeah going took a right and was going towards mission yeah no so we ended up (laughs) the alcohol the alcohol kind of helps you get that way you know we ended up doing a lot of drinking that weekend i i know uh kendra and fozzy did like a four-day bender I pretty much bended out the rest of the weekend too with the uh, Michigan State. Uh, what were they put? The UConn game. Oh wait, it wasn't the Final Four. Well, that, that was. But the, they yeah, lost, the Final though, right? Four. No, Michigan State won. They lost yesterday. UNC, yeah, they lost. Not UNC. a big basketball fan, but some other people are watching it and drinking. So, did you end up getting wasted Saturday night too? Yeah, pretty drunk Sunday night also. <laughs> Careful with that phrase, bender, because in England that means they're queer homo. Oh yeah, we sure. ain't in England right now. Right in England, mate. Doing a bender means a totally different thing. So uh, Kendra and Fozzie and those guys hung out at my brother's bar all night on Saturday because he was working. He wasn't working Friday, so but he was working Saturday. So they ended up hanging out there all night on Saturday. I couldn't go meet him because uh, Sleazy E and I went to see Lamb of God. It's Hell like yeah. The No Fear Metal Tour. Was it called like the No Fear Music yeah, no Tour? Fear, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, Is that like Sherry was... Lewis's metal band? <laughs> Who? No, I think it's something that that Jerry up. Lewis? Oh, Sherry Lewis. You don't know who Sherry Lewis is? No, is she like the American Lamb Lily Chop. Allen? Oh, okay. Oh, All right. Hello, yeah. Sherry. A Lamb of God. Let's do a metal band. <laughs> Lance's humor just works on so yeah. many levels. Yeah. It takes me a while, but once it, uh, you know, once it sinks early. in, I, I, I get it. No, it was, um, who, who was it? It was uh, Children of Bodom. The suicidal tendencies, Lamb of God. Wow, and that, suicidal tendencies. Yeah, yes. it was at the uh, San Jose Event Center. Right. And so it, it, yeah, the universe. I haven't been to a metal show like that in a long time. It was just packed. Yeah. And it was all ages. And there, I mean, there are just all these like bald, shitty, tattooed and, um, meatheads not, running around, like beating the, the crap out of each other. And like eight and a half month old uh, pre- pregnant women, too, out there in the crowd. <laughs> Actually, that is classy. When you see like a woman who's, yeah, like she's one month away from giving birth, standing like in the pit. Uh-huh. Getting punched just, in the stomach. Yeah. Well, you wonder where a lot of the uh, Lamb of God fans came from. And, uh, you Probably know. Modesto, I think, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I think they came from, uh, from injured pregnant mothers. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Or, you, know <laughs> you mean originally. But yeah, if you think Black about Sabbath. it, if you think about it, maybe it was a ploy of the, uh, the baby's daddy to be like, you know, I'll just get one of these skinheads to punch her in the stomach. <laughs> yeah, he's left it a bit late, hasn't he? You know, like eight and, eight and a half months. Yeah, but whatever. it's never too late for a skinhead <laughs> cold, to punch your uh, pregnant girlfriend in the stomach. True, true. But so yeah, Hessian, I think Hessian abortion. <laughs> the highlight of the show was that we were, one of our friends, Joe, was there, and uh, some big meathead guy just pushed him out of the way and Joe pushed him back I was like you know what the fuck dude looks at him he had a mouth guard yeah like, oh, they, oh, I've <laughs> seen that before yeah dude I've who, seen who that wears before. a mouth guard the to same a show? dudes who wear earplugs I hope neither of you guys are wearing earplugs. Actually, Sleazy E was wearing earplugs. But earplugs, you're, you're protecting your hearing. Yeah, well, the, the, this guy's there to beat the someone's ass. The thing with earplugs is, you know, you can't get away from the sound. Like, if you don't want to mess up your 
little you know beautiful teeth just don't go in the mosh pit don't no wear no he was wearing guard. i think we think that he's wearing like a mouthpiece because he's ready to kick ass oh no he, was, he had his shirt off he was yeah. covered in blood and sweat he and was yes. just like going well, yeah, in the pit I, to beat don't someone's you think ass he wore, i mean don't you think he wore it to beat ass in the mosh pit i think he I, learned his well, lesson we, at we like weren't. a pantera show or yeah. something <laughs> and was like you know this time for lamb of god i'm gonna be prepared he's I, only got like two teeth under the mouth guard yeah and an ss tattoo on his yeah and a couple extra chromosomes i've been to those shows before maybe not with the mouth guard but with the like yeah i'm not going in the mosh pit yeah no i was i was definitely um happy to stand like you know safe there's a type of mosh pit where you'll get picked up off the floor if you get knocked down and then there's a a type of mosh pit where you'll get your face will get stepped on yeah yeah and you'll just get trampled this was kind of like that but the lamb of god sounded great they're they're great band to see live yeah Yeah. so anyway when i got back it was like i was trying to make last call but it was a little too late i ended up getting home and my brother calls me and he was like dude You'll never believe this. And I was like, what? He goes, your friend Kendra is fucking insane. I was just like, well, what do you mean? He goes, oh, they're at my bar all night. He goes, and Kendra holds the title of the only woman ever in the history of The Edge, my brother's bar, to piss in the trough. <laughs> Dude, I won't even piss in that trough. No, I go outside. I guess so my brother said... I don't want to get bummed. <laughs> no, definitely not. I, mean, I don't want to go on a bender. <laughs> well, my brother said that uh, he was he was bartending, and all of a sudden he saw like these four dudes just run out of the bathroom, just like terrified. That's one, the best part of the story. One guy runs I've up to the bar and was just like, you got to stop this. You'll never believe what's going on in the bathroom. And he like looks over to the bathroom, and there's Kendra walking out, buttoning up her <laughs> pants. Dude. <laughs> That's great. You know, for that, I think I'll always admire her. She's like, um, she should have like left a soiled tampon <laughs> on the uh, like sink handle thing. And just kind of ward off all the gay guys <laughs> yeah. with it. Yeah, it probably would have worked. And so, yeah, those guys were here, I think, uh, till Monday or something. Actually, I think Kendra stayed an extra night because she was planning on attending the gangbang with uh, Eugene. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, Did they- you attend that? No, I did not. Uh, you know, I was invited, but <laughs> I, I declined. Pictures. Yeah, I declined the, the invitation. But yeah, you know, she'd been talking about this for a long time. And uh, I thought, you know, I was wondering, is this all talk? Or is this, you know, is this something that, you know, is she, is she, is she making this up? Is this something like, you know, like an ego thing for her? But no, she um, was uh, quite serious about uh-huh. having the gangbang with Eugene. So people, you'll recall. <laughs> we don't you- know if he was serious, though. He could have been bluffing. She could have gotten yeah, over there and he'd be like, none of my friends are so coming over here to do a gangbang. Are you kidding me? Dude, it sounds like I this, you wouldn't show. It sounds like this guy coordinated it, though. Yeah. I mean, he has friends that are into gangbangs, and he's obviously a gangbanger himself. So <laughs> I, I think he was like, all right, you know, I, I, th- I think I can do this. Whereas, he just put the message out on his gangbang Facebook group. <laughs> he, was, he was doing <laughs> the gangbang gang tweet. Bang yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if you think about it, I don't know. I, I know we mentioned this on the show. How do you like organize a gangbang? I don't think I, I mean, first of all, I don't want to see my friend's dicks. So I don't know if you go get strangers or if you, you go on Craigslist. But So I, you want to see dicks? You just don't want to know the people attached to them? No, I wouldn't be able. I, you know, I can say I'm a, I mean, I'm not like a milk toast here. I'm, a, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm not prudish. But I, yeah, I, I would not participate in a gangbang. Okay. I just say I, I, I just couldn't do it. I, I think I'd probably be disgusted by it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, could you do a whole bukkake scene? I don't even like watching that porn when you see like twenty dudes 
jerking off on a girl's yeah. face. Yeah, no, gross. It's just too many cocks, dude. <laughs> and yeah. Plus, too many cocks like that. And, you know, like, I wouldn't do a double pen penetration move with another guy. <laughs> it's like your cock is, what, half an inch away from another dude's cock? It's like your cocks are too balls close together. Are, balls are touching. Yeah, like sure, at some point, they'll bounce off each other, right? Exactly. The yeah. proximity of cock is what alarms me. So I, yeah, I, There was a study recently, though, about, uh, like, a lot of porn online is two guys and one chick, right? So why is that? Like, guys don't is really it? like yeah oh. go to go to red tube and just count like there's two guys that it's at least 30 percent or something wow. well i think but it's they, the study, domination like, of the chick no I think it's, it's not it's actually well the I humiliation mean, the, no the theory is maybe it is that i mean who knows but somebody did a stuff like a biology study it's uh when you see other dudes uh, your like your you know genetic competition drive goes off, so you like you produce more sperm and you get a bigger erection because you want your sperm to beat their sperm to the egg. Wow! Wow! I never would have thought of that. Wow. So Who knows what, if it's so, true? What, but what about what like said. so? Eugene here is organizing a gangbang with what I don't know four or five of his friends. So is this is it just kind of like a cock competition? This was up more about watching porn with multiple dudes and one girl. So okay, I so they, they, I don't know about the real thing. <laughs> I, don't I think, like the, I think the real thing is you do it, and afterwards you all go to the bar and you're like, <laughs> "Holy shit, I can't believe that!" Well, you know, I High was still wondering. You mean I was still wondering whether or not Kendra was going to go through with this, but then she sent me this text like a few minutes before she, she before the gangbang. She goes, "T minus five till gangbang." Wish me luck and the ability to take a shitload of cock like a pro. <laughs> you got to admire that girl, dude. Yeah. She's true to her word. She's like a man. She definitely is. In her is. pursuit of sex. And uh, I think she left a number of uh, message or threads on the forum about how uh, her hair was covered in so much cum it was crunchy or something. I, I don't know. I imagine, yeah, there must be a lot of cum produced <laughs> at a gangbang. Uh -huh. Well, hopefully on the uh, she'll go into more detail on the forum because I'm sure people have some questions. But it was great hanging out with uh, Kendra and Fozzie and uh, Detroitus. And, uh, yeah, we should do it again sometime. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a blast, to say the least. Uh, we also... Um, Actually, coming up, we have, we have a lot of news. We have a lot to cover in uh, this yeah. week's show. A lot going on this week's show. So, you know, kind of following in this whole theme of sex, and uh, Kendra kind of led into this, we should talk about our new sponsor. It's interesting that after all these years, we've never had a sponsor. Well, we've had the Reach Around Foundation. We've I, never had a good sponsor. I know. I always belittle the uh, Reach Around Foundation. but you Because know, they suck. They do suck. And they've never really paid us much money well, they at all. around, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Later that too. they suck. But no, I, you know, we've, they've always been our sponsor ever since the beginning of the show. But, you know, they're, they're bad. They, they, they've never really paid us on time. They've never really taken care of us. They, they, they've never really built up a relationship. Mostly a lot of grief. With sick yeah. and wrong. Yeah, it's just more grief than anything else. So we have a new sponsor now that actually found us that I'm uh, quite, you know, excited about. AdamandEve.com. Yes, check it. So, uh, you know, if you listen to the new intro I made, which uh, took me all but two minutes <laughs> <Nice> job, <laughs> the other buddy. night. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. Uh, it's hot. Yeah, I just spliced in the Adam and Eve. Um, but yeah, AdamandEve.com is our new sponsor. And it's kind of interesting the way that works. I've been trying to find sponsors for Sick and Wrong for quite some time, and no one ever responds to the emails. <laughs> As you can imagine, I think most people go check out yeah. our website, and they're like, yeah. Hell no. Yeah, Disney had nothing to do with you. Disney yeah. said no. The Lifetime right. Channel. Yeah, they're they're just like, nope, uh, not going to happen. Pitbull aficionados quarterly. <laughs> even places like, um, you know, like uh, you know, SerialKillerCalendar.com. They're like, 
No. They probably don't have any money, though. Yeah, that's the problem with some of these people. Yeah, the, the ones that would be willing to do it just didn't have any money. So it was kind of nice to actually be pursued by adamandeve.com. So what happens, I got an email a couple weeks ago, and uh, they were like, you know, we're, we're interested in uh, sponsoring your podcast and uh, in doing some advertising on your show. You know, give us a call and we'll talk about it. So I called the lady up, and we had to have a uh, like a, an hour-long consultation. And I'm sitting there talking to her, and she goes, quite frankly... Your website frightens me. <laughs> now, this wasn't the woman from AdamandEve.com. She's the marketing lady that works for Adam and Eve. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, what do you mean? I was like, have you listened to the show? She's like, I've listened to the show. You guys are funny. I, I, I understand what you're going through. I understand your, you know, the dark humor. But <laughs> dark your website humor. scares me. I was like, well, what about it? She's like, everything. The, the poor pictures, design. <laughs> the, the pictures. No, I, I thought at first she meant the design. Like, God, you guys are so, you know... Uh, you such a like a newbie podcast. Yeah. And, Welcome to 1991 level <laughs> HTML coding, lady. But it wasn't that. It was the you know the serial killer background, the uh, the pictures of engorged vulva that we have, and yeah, you, you and know, the engorged octomom is also yeah the octomom. Yeah. I think that was the one that she actually saw. So yeah, she was like, quite frankly, your website scares me, but your numbers speak for themselves. You guys are pretty highly ranked and uh, on iTunes. And I was like, really? And I didn't even know about this. I didn't know about this rank. I kind of felt you know I was a little. Uh, you know, astonished. I was like, God, you know, I'm taken aback. I had no idea we were so highly ranked on iTunes. I which think we, we must surged th- at some point. Well, well we got we right th- we got to thank the fans, the listeners, yeah. the people subscribing. Uh, by the way, subscribe to iTunes really help the show. But anyway, uh, so yeah, she. Uh, I guess that what they do is they go through and they find all the popular podcasts and approach them. And uh, yeah, they're like, uh, we want to run some ads on your show. And so what Adam and Eve is, is basically, it's just a porn site, right? They, well, sex toy site. I guess they probably have porn, but I think mostly it's all about the sexual aid, marital aids, I think they used to call them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, now it's, yeah they, I used to it's, get confused, marital and martial, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's the Not, marital aids, the, uh, what do they sell, dildos. Right, they sell, no um, throwing stars or <laughs> samurai swords or anything like that. I always thought a shotgun was a good marital aid, but uh, maybe I'm wrong, I don't know. But chucks. they do actually have have quite a variety of uh, sex toys available on that site and so the way the the way it works people is if you go to adamandeve.com and you order something what you get 50 percent off just about any item when you type sick and wrongs code diddle that's d-i-d-d-l-e like you know diddle your cousin now did you pick that code word or you know i picked spank at first but she's like no spank's tanking somebody got to and i was like you. what about wank she's like i don't like wank and i was like yeah. i was like i like wanking i thought that was good i was like well, how about diddle oh, where are you ranked on itunes bitch <laughs> i was like what about diddle she's like diddle works all right so it was your third choice that's Maybe fine so yeah so she, so people you, you basically go and uh you go to adamandeve.com Select your item, type in the word diddle for the offer code coupon, and you get 50% off. Plus, with the order of uh, 17 bucks or more, they throw in a free gift, which I couldn't even imagine what that gift might be. Hmm. Um, judging by some of the things that they sell on the site, which, uh, Wackerly, do you have the site open right now? On the yeah, computer? I'm sort of not even paying attention to what you're saying because there's so much to look at here. Uh, I don't know. Well, it's what kind you, of, I mean, Wackerly, there's, so much, there's, so, there's a whole category of Benoit balls somewhere. I mean... And then there's like, but the, what's interesting about it, they have, um, I never knew there were so many male sex toys. Well, they have two whole sections. There's Gosh, there's like male sex toys. toys, and then there's a whole other section for male masturbators. And I get male, male sex toys as, 
the Benoit balls, the uh, cock rings, the penis pumps, <laughs> the butt plugs. Well, what, what is the male masturbator? Like the fleshlight? I guess a male masturbator is like a fleshlight, but, you know, that's just one variant. They've got, uh, it's taken a little while to come up here, and that's because of your shitty connection, not because of the website, <laughs> I should point out. But yeah, they've got all these. Do they just... have the uh, the mid sections? Well, know, what, that, what that, a flashlight! I'm sure they have. It have somewhere. you ever used a flashlight before, Wackerly? No. What about you, Sleazy? <laughs> no. no, you never have. You know, I never have either. Although I've, I would find it kind Not of. Not that I'm against it. No, I just no. Like, my I mean, hand it would just works pretty well. To clean it out. I'd have to keep throwing it away. Well, you know what though? You weak. it's it's permissible to buy your girlfriend a dildo, but. She would never buy you a flashlight. Well, and if she came over your house and you had a flashlight sitting on the nightstand, you'd be, you know, She'd be like, "What's this?" Well, <laughs> and sleazy. Before before we move on, uh, you know, I should point out that they have uh, Adam and Eve's essential toy cleaner uh, fluid, yeah, yeah. so you can buy this, you know, the disinfectant right here. It looks like it's about seven dollars. It's all encompassing their yeah, products. All in- what, what about a dishwasher? I mean, <laughs> isn't, it, isn't that usually work? Melt it. It would melt it though, wouldn't it? But you know, you know, what's funny about the flashlight is not. Not only can you get a pussy tip on the end of it, it's like kind of a molded vagina. You can also get a hairy butthole attachment for, um, you know, our gay fans out there. You can also get a mouth. (laughs) You can get a mouth as well. (laughs) But they have, dude, how many dick sleeves type of dick sleeves are there? Like I always thought, I've heard of Fleshlight before, but they have like what, like 30 different kinds of like things, tubes you can stick your cock into? In the top of the page here, it says view all 95 male masturbators. Nice. You can sort them by color, you know, like I really want a purple one. I mean, like how do you know that it's good? I mean, you can't really try and... Well, you know, it's funny you should that they're there sleazy e because we have to do product reviews here on the show. It, it, it seems to be like it's quite a commitment, Wackerly. You know, we have to put banners on our site. We got to talk about adamandeve.com and we get to do product reviews. But the product review part is going to be kind of funny because we get so you're to. You're saying I will be using a flashlight in the yes. near future? In the near future. I predict you'll be using a flashlight. But no, we can order like seven products and I think we should order a few. And next time we have like a sick and wrong competition. The prize is actually going to be a sex toy. And it one that used. we've used? <laughs> well, maybe one that you've used, because I bet you that would actually uh, more, go quite high more, on the yeah. uh, bidding scale. No, I, we, we, could, we could send an unused sex toy, you sick fuck. <laughs> Don't not, you think people will be suspicious, though? Well, <laughs> not if it's in its wrapping, sealed yeah, box. sealed, uh, sealed box. But yeah, no, I don't know. But I know a, a lot of the female listeners. We can, we could maybe like get a new dildo. But the thing is, people, if you win one of these sex toys, we have to call you and get a full review from you. So this is in the uh-huh. future. I, I think there's like so many options open to what adamandeve.com can do for sick and wrong. You know. We might get one of these flashlights, and uh, you'll never see me again. <laughs> hey, we're going to have a contest. You'll never pry it from my cold, dead fingers. <laughs> my precious. <laughs> my precious. My precious. <laughs> no, but they have uh, all sorts of stuff. People, go check it out. AdamandEve.com. There's like male masturbators, female masturbators. I, I love the, the various pussy and like molds. Like They have like the perfect ass mold that you can fuck. Of, you know, all these porn star ladies nice, that you nice, guys love. Nice. And they even have lingerie, you, know, you know, if you're here. shopping for, for Mother's Day and you don't want something super sleazy, you know, you could get a nice... Uh, Mother's Day. Yeah. Well, yeah. so, I mean, people are going to say, and we, I wonder about this, how many people we have in our listening audience out there that, that buys dildos? And, yeah. you know, my, my question is, well, I, we'll I do wonder how is. many people buy dildos, but then I wonder, who doesn't buy a dildo? I mean, Prudence. obviously people who are under 18... <laughs> You know, they're not buying dildos. Right. But there are a lot of guys, I think, who have a misconception 
about dildos. I think they feel that they're in competition with this Stupid. ersatz cock. You know, I, th- I think they feel like, you know, this is my competition. My girl's getting off with this dildo rather than me. People, you're wrong. You're wrong. It's a misconception. You're, the dildo is your brother in arms. Yes. It well, seriously it just, is. It's a complete misunderstanding on the male part of, like, how female sexuality works. You know, like, girls can have 15 orgasms right in a row. Exactly. So. It's, exactly. It's a juvenile notion. I think it's, if, if you realize, it's, it's, a, your, it's your partner. It's a crutch. Yeah. It's a, I mean, you can use it while you're fucking your girl. And yeah. she's, the chances of her getting off. Is gonna like I don't know. Is increased exponentially. And Depends who you're talking you're about. Be- <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I've been with some girls that are you know pretty difficult to get off. Not to mention my uh, cock is definitely <laughs> about three inches long. But um, and that's erect. But no, I mean, I'm not saying I have a micro penis. But uh, it's you know, it's a lot of you know, you you have this dildo that you're using in tandem with you fucking her. The chances of her getting off are increased. And it means that uh, the earlier you can go to sleep, right? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and then that's another thing. If your if your girl reaches the limit of her sexual desire before you do, as far as like how many times you're gonna get off in a sexual session, she's lying. because <laughs> they just are equipped to go more times than you. They're they're orgasm machines. They really right. are. And I think you open up this potential with a vibrator. But so people say, you know, I don't know how many. When's the last time? You bought a vibrator for your girlfriend or went with your girlfriend so she could pick out a vibrator. Oh, uh, a couple years ago or something. Well, what about you, Sleazy? Um. <laughs> Sleazy E's like, fuck that bitch. I'll never buy her a vibrator. <laughs> it's a misconception there, Sleazy oh, E. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's your brother in arms. <laughs> <laughs> she buys her own vibrators. I don't buy nothing. You've never bought like for Valentine's oh, yeah. Day, oh, yeah. like, you know. Not for Valentine's Day. Yeah, like you said, for Mother's Day, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. I bet almost every girlfriend since I've been an adult, I've purchased a vibrator for. Uh-huh. You're a you modern, know, a modern male. I'm a modern <laughs> accepting male. You know, I've seen sex in the city. I know what a vibrator can do. I know, I know the uh, you know, limitless You've potential of the rabbit. Sex in the city. But, no, it's, you know, girls get off on, uh, on these vibrators, and uh, they're into it. So I was thinking, okay, you know, let's, I'm a mature individual. I can go to the vibrator store and uh, purchase a vibrator with my girlfriend. Have you ever been to Good Vibrations? No, I would never go to a store. That's You've dirty. Never be, so wait. <laughs> oh, what? That's dirty. What are yeah. you talking about? When you want to buy a vibrator, you purchase it online like a normal yeah, how do you know pervert. <laughs> all the vaginas are all the same size, right? Pretty well, much. That's, what, that's what I'm saying. And it's kind of what, I mean, you're kind of beating me to the point here. Sorry. But adamandeve.com, you can buy it discreetly, which is kind of yeah, nice. Yeah. It's like you don't actually have to go well, to the vibrator well, store. Well, let's backtrack, though. So you've been to the store. You've been to the... Dude, I, every I, time. I I've been to a sex store to buy uh, like a novelty insulting birthday present for a friend before. You know? But never like a serious dildo. Never like really dildo shopping, no. Well, so in San Francisco and maybe Seattle, probably LA, they have like the enlightened dildo shop. Good vibrations. Right. Yeah, run by feminists. Or yeah, run, run by uh, bearded dykes. But you go there and uh, it's like, yeah, I mean, they have all sorts of like anal sex toys and vibrators. You go there with your girl and if you take your girl to good vibrations, she's like, oh my God, my boyfriend really loves me because he cares about me getting off. <laughs> Everything and, is pastel. In there. Yeah, it's like all pastel and it smells really good. Uh-huh. But seriously, dude, you're standing in there and you see like, you know, 
couple hot lesbians checking out like the anal sex toys, and it's just like you can feel your dick just growing. Uh-huh. And then you got to like adjust a little <laughs> bit and be like, okay, I don't want to look like the pervert with the boner. But everybody the, knows uh, that's exactly who you are. Yeah, yeah, no, they do. They <laughs> know that's, that's why you're there. Tight jeans in the corner, but at least palms sweating in in the in the city, like in a metropolitan area, you get to go to an enlightened you know, sex store like yeah. Good Vibrations. But think about yeah, back like in, in Bay City, Michigan, or Midland, <laughs> Michigan, where we went. Do you remember the sex stores that were there? Like oh, the yeah. Velvet Touch? Yeah, I'm trying to think of what the one was called in Midland. Something, was I remember called- the sign was two rabbits fucking. <laughs> but there's like these like sleazy, like deviant stores. Basically, you go in there and you feel like a deviant. You wouldn't bring your girlfriend in there. It doesn't smell nice. No, <laughs> because they have peep show booths spank in the back. Booths. Spank yeah. booths. Yeah, spank it's booths. just like, which is basically you put a quarter in and you spank to like, what, two minutes of a porn? Yeah, and the guy running it doesn't look like some like hot uh, lesbian feminist. He looks like a greasy, shorter, grosser, bearded Danny DeVito. Tail. Yeah, he's like a ginger bearded dude <laughs> named Rusty. And he's just sitting there and be like, needs more quarters. And he's got like a little bit of snot on his upper lip and the mustache because he just doesn't snot? bathe. And, well, and, yeah, or it's probably fucking cum. And when you go up there with your girlfriend, you're like, so I need a a, a dildo that uh, you know would, would maximize vaginal stimulation. He just kind of looks at you and burps. Yeah. You know, he doesn't actually help you find the dildo that she will need, that she craves. No. Well, and the other difference is when you go to Good Vibrations out here, the enlightened dildo shop, the old dildo shop, <laughs> you know, you're the pervert in there ogling all the chicks, and the 20 girls in there are like, look at that gross dude, I wish he'd leave. When you go to the one that's in the Midwest, uh, your girlfriend's the only girl in there, and there's all these perverts <laughs> looking at her and not readjusting their dick in their pants, actually stroking their dick in their pants. Yeah, no, it's disgusting, dude. And your your feet stick to the floor. Yeah. It's just, it's just foul. So that's why it's you know in this day and age, you don't need to go to places like that. No, you don't even need the embarrassment of going to Good Vibrations. You can go to AdamandEve.com. Exactly, yeah. and they ship him. And I mean, paper. Bags, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Very discreet. It's discreet. They, you know, it's like an unidentifiable white paper bag. You get your product. You know, I'm not doing this just to shield dildos. I mean, obviously, (laughs) Sick and Wrong will benefit from every order that you make. So, people, if you're going to order a dildo. Dildo and Burium. Come down. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We got you dildos. (laughs) You need a butt plug? Get your one way ticket to Brown Town right here on Sick and Wrong. (laughs) But no, it's, you know, it's, if you think about it, it does benefit you going to adamandeve.com rather than having to be like, okay, baby, we're going to go to the dildo shop today. Yeah. You know, so I, I think um, I think our audience is a dildo buying audience. You can surf adamandeve.com with your girlfriend. You both can be naked. Yeah. Think yeah. about that. Yeah. And you can check out all these uh, different items. Yeah. They have, like I said, they have porn DVDs. You can even buy condoms here, which t- looks like a pretty decent price. I mean, I guess they're shipping and handling, but whatever. Some people, you know, I was, some I was, people are embarrassed to buy condoms, too. And you know, the best part about going to adamandeve.com is that uh, they actually donate part of their proceeds to the uh, Special Olympics, Make a Wish Foundation, and uh, Relay for Life. So, people, Seriously? every time you what? buy a uh, you know a, a male masturbator, wrong, you know a flashlight, but... you're supporting retarded people. It's it's <laughs> you're doing your service here. You know, you get fifty percent off your dildo. Can you write that off on your taxes then as well? Or what? You know, you should. <laughs> well, I'm sure AdamandEve.com does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you might get audited. So it says I'm, here you bought some dildos. <laughs> you know, I want to make it clear to people that, so now don't be startled when we immediately just kind of 
you know, bust into these uh, AdamandEve.com ads in the middle right. of the show, you know, like uh, in mid-sentence. We sold out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, We've we completely did. <laughs> sold out. We want to make some money now. So, uh, yeah, people, if you're going to buy a dildo, go to AdamandEve.com, type in diddle, and uh, yeah, nope, uh, you get 50% off. We're also going to have some banners on the main site on SignaramPodcast.com, yeah. so you can click there on the banner. There are already banners. They're just shitty Google ad banners. So. Yeah, but we're going to have Adam and Eve specialty oh, banners yeah. right. that they made for us. So yeah, we're going <laughs> to put that on the that? site. Um, and yeah, and like every now and then, you know, I actually kind of want to have Bob Madigan do a couple dildo um, ads for us. Who wouldn't want Bob Madigan as a spokesman for their com- company? You know? <laughs> no, I, I seriously think, you know what I kind of hope at adamandeve.com doesn't actually listen to the show? <laughs> because once they hear Bob Madigan talking about, and the clitoral stimulator on this thing is amazing. <laughs> Really? Because I, I thought think, maybe they'd hear this one and want us to do, you know, a side project, just like dildo talk every week, yeah. <laughs> 20 minutes of talking about dildo shops and dildos and fucking dildo flashlights. Talk with your host, D. Simon and Lance Wackerly. <laughs> this one has an you extra like supple surface, and I like its chartreuse color. So that might, that might also work. So yeah, we have our new sponsor. So thank you, adamandeve.com, for uh, supporting Sick and Wrong. All right. And uh, people, go to adamandeve.com, type in diddle. As the uh, promo code, and uh, you get fifty percent off your uh, dildo, you deviant. <laughs> so, um, you know, this is uh, episode one sixty nine here of uh, Sick and Wrong. Quick recap of last week's show. Uh, episode one sixty eight. Wackerly, you did a story about a Russian cannibal woman, which is kind of interesting. There's been a spate of Russian cannibals lately. Uh-huh. I did a story about a underpants theft that led to a decapitation of a five year old infant girl. And a listener sent a story about the best way, the best ways to kill a dog. Uh, I came in first with 152 votes. Listener came in second with 96. And Wackerly came in close third with 68. So uh, thank you for voting, people. And uh, yeah, I won episode 168, which is always kind of nice. That's bullshit. I'm enjoying my uh, beer as we speak. Well, so Wackerly, it's going to be a little bit of a uh, different show today. We're not doing stories because we actually got an interview. Yes. This kind of carries on with the whole sex theme that we're going here through episode 169. Got an interview with a girl that I used to work with, actually a while ago, who's now a full-time professional dominatrix named Mistress January. She used to work on you, or used to work <laughs> No, I've that? never actually, I've never actually um, <laughs> enjoyed her dominatrix services, but uh, I used to work with her at the uh, Gold Club like a while back. Oh, okay. And uh, then since then, th- I mean, this was like six or seven years ago. Since then, she's uh, studied. On. Yeah, she's, she's studied to become a professional dominatrix. And you know, we we interviewed her yesterday, uh, Sleazy and I, because you were. Out of um, out of commission, MIA. Where where were you yesterday, Wackley? I, I was gone for work. Okay. <laughs> yeah, where, did you go to another prison or something? I was supposed to, but uh, shit got shifted around, and I did some other offsite stuff. And I'll be going back to a prison next week. Oh, okay, so you didn't you have to do. Some, you think we could get some of these flashlights that I could take with me and <laughs> hand out to the cons? So you weren't wearing your scrotum inspector T-shirt? No. Oh, okay. So <laughs> that's under next my, week. Under my work shirt. <laughs> Well, you missed out on a great interview. She was fascinating and uh, very educated and very informative, actually. I I learned more about cock and ball torture than I ever wanted to. Well, now you know. You know, I mean, it's uh, pretty interesting. So, yeah, you know, we're going to play the uh, interview here with Mistress January from MistressJanuary.com, CBT and BallBusting.com. And the website, inescapablebondage.com. Actually, people, go check out the CBT and ballbusting.com. They actually have videos. You don't even have to join to see the previews. 
of just like dudes just getting nailed in the nuts. It's it's uh, my plums. <laughs> just getting smacked in the ghoulies. I know uh, it's 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 gnarly. It really ghoulies. is, and then and it's gnarly. So uh, here for episode one sixty nine, we get to talk to uh, Mistress January. Hi, uh, Mrs. January. This is she. How are you doing? It's D. Simon and uh, Sleazy E. calling from Sick and Wrong. I'm doing good. How about yourself? Oh, we're doing pretty good. I'd like to thank you for being on the show and uh, taking time to talk with us today. It's kind of cool, especially because it was sort of short notice and we managed to uh, figure it out. Because I've been wanting to have you on the show for a couple weeks, but your schedule is definitely uh, pretty hectic. You must be pretty busy. Yeah, I'm pretty busy these days. <laughs> <laughs> so... um. The website's mistressjanuary.com. I know you have a couple other ones that we're going we're gonna to have to talk about. But before I get started, I just want to make sure I have the proper nomenclature down here. So your, your name is Mistress January. But yep. are you a dominatrix? I am. So what's the difference between a domina, dominatrix, and a dom? They're all the same thing. It's just different ways to refer to them. Um... I guess it would be the same as calling someone a professor and a doctor. Okay, all right. So there's no like proper term, or is it like in uh, like varying degrees? Nope. It just depends on how she refers to be referred to. Um, some women who are dominatrixes never want to be called mistress. They prefer to be called goddess, or they prefer to be called some sort of formal title. Like um, my son likes to be called Ms. Berlin. Okay, so I noticed on your website you refer to yourself as a domina. Yes, I also refer to myself as a dominatrix. It's, it's interchangeable. Okay, so it goes uh, it goes back and forth. So, a little bit of background here. How long have you been a dominatrix? I started doing video dominatrix work about a year and a half ago, and I decided to venture out and start doing private sessions about six months ago. Okay, so you're relatively uh, new to the field. I'm still relatively new. Um, I've been mentored by the best in my field, though. Um, my mentor, her name is Isabella Sinclair, and she's sort of a fetish icon. So I've learned from the best. I've, I've heard of her. She actually, I looked at her website the other day. She actually has her own, like, academy, like the Sinclair Academy, where you can take classes. She does. So I took, the, I took her academy, but then on a more personal level, I do a lot of private sessions with her, and she's taught me a lot behind the scenes, not in just in terms of how to be a dominatrix, but how to be a professional businesswoman, and um, some really good codes of ethics on how to relate to the rest of the world. Yeah, it's interesting. So how, how did you uh, come, like, what, what inspired you to uh, pursue this, this type of work? Um, it's sort of a long road. I'm a sexual deviant. And um, when I lived in Florida, I used to host the swingers parties, and someone invited me to a fetish party. And at first, I was really interested by the aesthetic of the people who dressed in leather and latex and the things that were going on there. So then eventually, I started doing some submissive video work, bondage mainly, getting tied up, spanked, mm -hmm. that kind of thing, and it really turned me on. And I did that for a couple of years, and then I decided I wanted to venture out, and I wanted to see how the rest of BDSM scene leaves. I wanted to see what it's like to be a top, what it's like to be a dom. So I started acquiring skill sets and eventually sort of made my transition to that. So did you look up Isabella Sinclair and seek her out? Like, you wanted her as your mentor? 
she hired me for a video shoot three years ago that was a latex lesbian shoot with me as a submissive, and I really liked her. We really got along right away. And from there, she continued to hire me for different projects, and I started learning things from her behind the scenes. Okay. Wow. Um, have you, there's this uh, CZ here. Hi, hi Mrs. January. Um, I was I was wondering, have you always been in um, in the sex industry, or like how how long have you been involved in 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 that kind of thing? I've worked in the adult industry in various facets since I was nineteen. Right. Um, I've tried to get a real job, like a nine to five, <laughs> a couple times, and yeah. it just really doesn't interest me at all. Right. <laughs> Yeah, just kind of a little too uh, vanilla. Yeah, vanilla, so I guess a good term, yeah. I, mean, I don't know, you don't seem like, you don't strike me as someone that would uh, sit behind a desk all day. Well, you know, it's interesting. I do sit behind a desk a lot now because we run several websites. Um, so I spend a lot of time doing computer work in addition to doing interactive work with people. Oh. But it's on my own terms. I can work at 3 in the morning if I feel like it. Right. And I don't have to get dressed up in, like, business attire to go work for someone else. So, do you have a specific area of expertise? I do, I do. It makes most guys cringe, but my specific area of expertise is cock and ball torture and ball busting. Wow. So, explain that to me, because I'm kind of a, a layman here when it comes to that. What, what is cock and ball torture? It's, it, I've seen the acronym CBT like across your website, and I know you have a website called CBT and ballbusting.com. Huh? What, what is CBT? Cock and ball torture is anything that would include um, painful acts towards male genitals. So it can start off really light, from like some light slapping, maybe a little bit of like tender biting. See, that's not really too bad. In, really intense, like electrical play. Or, okay, um, now that's scary. <laughs> or so I could electrocute your cock, or I could right. use a castration device that's intended for livestock and put a rubber band the size of a Cheerio around your nutsack. Um, what, what does that do? I mean, what, what does it do for the, I guess, the guy? For the guy? Well, it's all about pain play, and it's about dominance and submission. It's actually um, called erotic power exchange. So the reason that I like CBT so much is that most men prize their junk, right? They're oh, yeah. No, I mean, exactly. Called, called the family jewels. I don't want it electrocuted. <laughs> well, for them, it's a great source of their personal power. And so if you take that away from them, and all of your, they're giving you all of their power by letting you do these things, them right. that's a form of submission and i think that's really hot um on the other level that pain releases tons of endorphins right so if you're going to play with the most sensitive part of a person's body you're getting easy access to like the highest level of endorphins they can get in the quickest way possible so on their end they're getting high from that so it's intensely pleasurable not necessarily um some people can eroticize pain and pain is pleasurable and other people, they just like the pain for the high. Those are usually like your adrenaline junkies, guys who also like to go skydiving and right. uh, hmm. bungee jumping, things like that. So how does this differ from ball busting? Okay, so cock and ball torture is really detailed, things that you'll do to the cock and balls, um, and it's sort of a little bit of a process. Ball busting is where I walk up and I kick somebody in the nuts. <laughs> Straightforward. It's fast. Right. So do those go hand in hand? Like, are, are guys that are into CBT, like having their nuts tied with like a rubber band, you know, are they the same type of guys that are like, yeah, kick me as hard as you can? Some are, some aren't. Some people are really specific. I love to have my cock tortured, but please don't kick my balls. Right. Other guys are like, yeah, kick me all day long in the balls. Please don't touch my cock. So when you, first, like when you first got into it, this is the first time you've ever like busted someone's balls, literally. 
I mean, were you a little nervous? Were you like, uh, you know, apprehensive to kick them as hard as you could? Like, how hard do you kick them in their in their nuts? It depends on the guy. Some guys like light ball busting, so like taps or smack. You could use your hand, your knee, or your foot. Um, so I started off light because everyone's always told me that's the worst thing you could do to a guy. You should never do that. So there's all this like stigma attached to it. Right. Um, the first time that I did my first ball busting scene, I barely touched the guy. I was terrified of hurting him. He loved it. He's a total masochist. Right. So eventually, the more I played with people, the more I start realizing their personal limits and what they're into. And I can give some of the people that I play with full, hard kicks to the balls, and they keep coming back from more. I mean, are you wearing a boot when you're doing this? Um, you can either do it barefoot or you can do it in shoes, preferably ones that aren't pointy because you could rupture the ball sack. So rounded toe shoes are the best. Um, it's important not to have like, zippers or anything sharp down there if you're playing with someone who's nude because you could cut them. Right. Okay, so what are are they like completely naked when you're kicking their balls or are they wearing like pants or it depends. a cup? <laughs> it depends on the scene that you're conducting. Um, if I'm playing with someone in a private session or if I'm using them for video work, then it's probably disrobed. They're probably nude. If I'm at a public club or a function and somebody's wearing clothes, and it's not a nudity situation, then I'll kick them through their pants. And, and then it's a little extra protection for them. And I guess this, there must be like a safe word, right, that you use, like if it's too hard or too soft or whatever. Yeah, he's like, red squirrel. <laughs> yeah. red squirrel. Asparagus, asparagus. <laughs> so have you ever ruptured someone's scrotum? Have you ever, I mean, have you ever, do you know anybody who has actually seriously injured someone through this type of play? I have never seriously injured anybody. Um, in the grand scheme of things, I'm not that heavy of a player. My goal is not to make people bleed or have permanent injury. Yeah. I like to stay away from that. Um, one of the people that I played with, he told me a really interesting story about how he got into ball busting. And his first time that he went and got ball busted, he went to a strip club and he asked a girl to kick him in the nuts. Just some random, awesome. like, amateur stripper? Or just I mean, like, yeah, some, or not really an amateur, <laughs> but she wasn't a, you know, a professional dominatrix. Right, right. Yeah, so she kicked him and he thought it was awesome. So then he decided to come back to her again. And he tied up his balls himself and put himself in, like, tight ball bondage. And he asked her to kick him again through his clothes. And he said the first kick was incredible. And the second kick, everything just got really wet. And he realized oh. he'd split his ball sack open. He needed 13 stitches. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> but if anything, he's a little twisted, right? Because that didn't turn him off to the whole thing. That turned him on. He said he had to go to the hospital. And first, a female doctor stitched him up and cleaned him up. So he enjoyed that and, part of it, too. I'm sorry? <laughs> so he enjoyed that part of it, too, the stitches. So he enjoyed that part of it. Right. That was like a medical fetish aspect. Right. And then when he had to come back, he said another hot nurse took the stitches out. So all it involved was a bunch of women handling his nuts in various different ways, and it turned him on completely. And his insurance paid for wow, it. I wonder if the uh, <laughs> nurses, yeah, were aware of this fetish here. God, yeah, I, I'm just, it's amazing to me that someone could be injured so extensively and then still return to it. I mean, I guess that the fetishes, a fetish behavior like this is so ingrained in your psychology. It is. I mean, it's, um, it's a wire that's crossed somewhere, and so that you're taking an axe or an object that isn't sexual by nature, and you're sexualizing it, and it's becoming like part of your necessary kink in order to get off. I mean, do, do you like, uh, have you ever researched like the psychology of, of, of your clients? Like, I mean, what, how does one become a you know, person that enjoys CBT or, or whatever? Oh, I love asking. Um, yeah. I just had a client yesterday who travels the world all the time. He's retired, and I was asking him, how did you get into this? Like, at what point did you decide that you like this? And he was saying that it was an acquired taste. In his 
40s or 50s, he was stationed in Germany in the military, and a German woman started explaining it to him, and they talked about it a lot before they ever actually ventured into CBT. And um, once he experienced it with her in a positive way, he was hooked. And now he keeps coming back, playing heavier and heavier. Do you think, I mean, do you have young clients? Do you have like an 18, you know, an 18 19-year-old yeah, guy but, come into you, into, in, into you and ask for your services? What's the typical profile, like age-wise, race-wise, of your clients? Typically, my experience has been that people who are into CBT and ball busting are a little bit older. It seems to be a little bit more of an acquired taste, but there's young guys out there, too. Um, I recently showed a guy who was 21 years old in oh. one of our videos, and he's one of the heavier masochists I've met. Wow. wow. He, start, he said he started getting into femdom and dominatrixes and CBT when he was like 13 years old. He was cruising the websites, checking everything out. Wow. When did he lose his virginity? A five or something? <laughs> <laughs> The early bloomer. Yeah. But, you you know, you wonder if there's a particular, like, experience during childhood that kind of sparked this kink. You know, like hey. uh, his sister need him in the balls and they're wrestling or something. It could be that. Or, you know, the cute girl is flirting with him in fourth grade, so she walked up and kicked him in the nuts. Right, He yeah. didn't explain it that way, but I'm sure for some people it does start off that way. So it's not something That's you just realize one day. I'm sorry? Is it something you just, like, you know, realize one day, like, you know, I love getting kicked in the ghoulies. Like, you know, this is just my thing. Some people, I think it's, a, it's an instant light slip to switch that all of a sudden something slips from them, and they're like, yeah, I really like this. And other people, I think it's more of a gradual acquired taste. Right, hmm. right. So, so Mr. January, explain to me how a typical session would work with a client. Like, how do you sit with them beforehand, find out what they're into? Like, how does it work? Well, I'm really busy um, because I also am partnered in a production company. So I don't have a lot of time to spend talking on the phone with most people. So on my website, I have a series of questions that are very specific that I ask people how, what they're into, to what degree they consider themselves a masochist or submissive, what their ideal session would consist of. So before I've ever even talked to them, I get this really nicely laid out email that um, specifies what they like and what they don't like. Hmm. They're okay with marks if they're not okay with marks, that kind of thing. And then if we have similar interests, if I think that we would get along, then I'll give them a call and we'll schedule a session. So before they show up, I already know a fair amount about what they're into. And so we can usually start playing right off the bat when they get there. So, the, so, that, so, how, so that must save a lot of time by, do, by doing the screening like that. How, how long is a typical session? Um, a typical session is anywhere from an hour to an overnight session. Oh, wow. So you actually have clients that will pay for your time overnight. Wow. Yeah, especially at the dungeon that I session out of, it's fully equipped with cages that people can sleep in. There's a bed for the mistress. So ideally, I could spend the night. I could wake up every few hours and torture someone while they're asleep if they wanted. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting. So you have your own dungeon that you work out of. Is this something that you built up, or is it something that, like, you know, it's like a cooperative thing? share with at this point, I don't session out of our studio for our production company. I still session around the corner at my mentor's place, just because it's better equipped than mine, because she's been in the business for 25 years, and I've only been in the business for a few. So I also like having that separation between what's mine, my business, our business, and what is session time, what's session space. So I usually go to Isabella Sinclair's place to session. Okay, so in a typical like session, is there like a sexual intercourse? Like, do you have sex with the client, or is it or sex completely out? You know, out of the question. I absolutely do not have sex with anybody at any point during a session. 
Okay, so in dom- so typically in like BDSM, sex is not usually involved. Of it. Not at a professional level because that would be prostitution, and I could get in a lot of trouble for that. <laughs> okay, but I mean, does the issue ever come up? Do they ever ask, or do they know already because you know they they know the if uh, protocol? Smart, they won't ask, but some of them they just have to push the boundaries a little, so they keep asking. And generally, I quit talking to people at that point. Right. And then it's like I'm going to kick you even harder now. <laughs> so. When um so that again kind of leads me to my next point. Do you have any clients that you're just like, okay, you're too freakish. This is it. I I do not. I reject you as a client. There are some out there that are definitely too freakish for me. Um, I generally find that out before I meet them in person, and I just decide to decline their session offer. So, have you ever been in like any kind of dangerous or compromising situation, or do you know of any uh, doms that have been? I personally have not been in any dangerous or compromising situations. Um, I know that there's a potential, like any other um, facet of the adult industry, that your client or your fan can get obsessive and be a potential stalker. Yeah. So I'm very protective about my private information, like where I live, who my friends are, and um, my personal phone number, things like that. Okay. So, yeah, you keep like a professional distance. I do. I do. I like to interact with people on an authentic level, but I'm also very aware of the fact that there needs to be a little separation, a little professional distance. So have you ever seen any of your clients like out in your everyday life, like in a, like at Trader Joe's, for example? Um, I've seen some of them out at fetish events. I don't tend to bump into very many people doing like domestic stuff around Los Angeles for some reason. Um, some of my clients do become better friends, and then I invite them to participate in my video productions mm-hmm. or right. other private things that I might do on the side. But um, in general, it seems like I see them in session, and that's about it. Is um, anonymity like guaranteed with you, like doctor, pa- like a doctor-patient privilege? With me, absolutely. I think the discretion is a huge part of what I do. Right. Um, a lot of these guys, they don't even their wives don't even know. Right. Kink or their fetishes. So, the so t- like, like living in, a, in L.A., like you must have some famous clients then. I'll never tell. Yeah, see? Testing, testing. So, you know, I've read that, I think this might be a myth, but it'd be interesting to uh, get your perspective on this. You, you hear that the guys that are into being dominated are guys that are in positions of power in their re- regular lives, like CEOs or lawyers. Is it, does that hold is that, true, is or that, is that a stereotype? I think that there is a trend in that direction, but I don't think that that is predominantly true for everybody. Right. Some but, people are lifestyle submissives, and they're submissive in all their interactions with everybody that they interact with. And some of my clients are very high-powered individuals, and they do like that cathartic piece of playing from the other side and being able to give up all control. Right. Well, I guess I guess it must help for when it comes to pay pay for your services if they are a CEO, right? <laughs> it, it definitely does help. I'm yeah. not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I've read too that uh, or I've re- I read about something called electric sounding. Now, is that a part of cock and ball torture? It can be if somebody's comfortable enough to get there. W- what is that? Like, what? Explain to me what sounding is. Okay. Well, without the electricity, sounding in and of itself is. Um, or sort of rejuvenated medical procedure that people used to use. They're long, thin steel rods of varying thicknesses that are inserted down the urethra, down to the bottom by um, the gallbladder. 
And what it used to be was people who got gallbladder stones, they would take this metal rod, they would insert it down the urethra, and then put a sounding fork up to the top in hopes that it would make the gallbladder stone um, crumble so right. then it could pass. Oh, okay. So that's sort of an archaic medical um, procedure. But people use it now for more sexualized purposes. Right. And then if you really want to add the intensity, you can add some electricity to that. So then it's actually electrocuting the inside of your urethra from the top to the base. Um, has anyone ever described to you what that feels like? Um, shocking. <laughs> I was about I, to say. <laughs> I was wondering, like, um, watching some of your, you know, the videos, I mean, like, are these devices that you use, uh, as you said, like, they're, you know, archaic um, medical devices. I mean, like, what what is the, where do you get, like, the, the device that electrocutes them? Okay, well, that's not very, um, so... JT Stockroom is my favorite retailer. Um, so there's actually, actually devices that are like actually made for these pu these purposes. At this point, yes, they are made for these purposes. Oh wow! Um, the electrical devices that I use mainly they're on um, PES um, attachments, and it's a power supply box that you can buy, and they have all these different attachments that you can use for men and for women. Okay. Um, some of them are just bands that go around the outside of the cock and balls. Some of them are insertables that would go down the urethra or in the vagina. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, do you like uh, control the degree of how strong the current is? Yes, I do. The box has um, four different dials, the ones that I use, and they range from zero to ten. And so when I start doing electrical play with someone, we start off slow because I want to know at what point they feel it, and then they always have a safe word. So at some point, if it gets too intense, they have the control on their side to tell me to stop. Right. Wow. How, how thick is the, uh, the, the tube itself? Well, different. She said different thicknesses, right? You said different thicknesses, right? Of the tube, the urethra tube. Um. Well, the sounds the sounds are anywhere from I would guess a half centimeter in diameter, um, to a couple centimeters in diameter. My sounding wow. kit is actually there's ten pieces in there of varying thicknesses. Right. And then one of my other favorites is a coronal insert. It's just a thin little tube, probably size of a few spaghetti strands that would go down the urethra and that's electrified as well well so i know you you know this is your career this is your um, profession but do you do, would you consider yourself a sadist like are dominatrixes sadists by their very nature i don't think that all dominatrixes are sadists i think that i am i get a certain amount of glee and happiness from seeing someone else in pain do you do actually enjoy it Oh, I totally do. I get high off of other people's pain. <laughs> wow. There, there's definitely a power exchange going on. They're taking what I'm giving them, and I'm taking back, like, their reactions. So now, what about, like, and, and um, stop me if I'm getting too personal, but in your private life, would you, do you, are you still a dom in your private life, or do you take, like, more of a sub role, yeah. or do you change back and are forth? Are you a method actor? Um, I still do some submissive video work, and I'm a little bit switchy, but in general, um, I don't have a DS relationship with my partner, so mm -hmm. we don't t tend to play that way very often with each other. You have like a, a normal relationship? We uh, have a fairly vanilla relationship. We oh. do play on occasion, but the majority of our relationship isn't um, dominant or submissive. So your partner, though, is, is also your partner in business as well. You have uh, Smutty Productions? Yes, he's my business partner as well. So, so let's talk a little bit about your video. I know you got to get going, but... um. Uh, what, what is Smutty Productions? What, what type of videos do you guys do? 
Uh, we produce fetish videos. Um, we produce fetish videos from being really lightweight, like foot fetish, to cock and ball torture. We also have a bondage site, and then there's my personal fetish model site, which is me, latex, and lesbians predominantly. Wow. So w which fetish models have you worked with? I've worked with a lot of them. Um, Rubber Doll is a huge latex fetishist from Florida. Anastasia Pierce is here in Los Angeles. Satine Phoenix is my best friend. Oh, we know Satine. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know Satine? Yeah, she's yeah. pretty cool. Um, so I've worked with a lot of girls out there. And it's great because I love meeting all the new fetish models and all the girls who are just getting into the industry. I love to be able to tell them a little bit of guidance on who to work for, who not to work for, because I didn't have that guidance when I was getting into the industry. No, it's, I, good. it's good that you do that. I was wondering one question. I mean, does it matter to the, to the client the attractiveness of a dom, or has that got nothing to do with it whatsoever? Depends on the client. For some men, I think even being dominated by an older or less attractive woman has some sort of humiliation aspect to right, it. Right, right. Like it was his mother or something like that, maybe? Or Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Because there are a lot of women who, and I'm not naming names, there are some women who I don't personally find very attractive, but other people do. And they find something about them very domineering, something about them that they like. Well, I think right. it's all personal yeah, taste yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, when it comes yeah. to that. So when you're, how many videos uh, or movies do you guys do a year? Um, well, our websites do weekly video updates. So we shoot once a week. So that's 52 a year per site. Wow. Um, you are we're busy. working on physical DVD distribution right now, but I'm not sure what direction that's going to take currently. Right now our focus is on membership sites. So oh. people can go to your website, though, and get a membership and download these videos? Yeah, it's great. It's actually a pretty good deal. You pay a monthly membership fee and you get access to all the videos that we've produced and then you get a new one every week for the duration of your membership. You can download them, you can watch them streaming, or you can take, there's also photos that go with it. So how does a typical shoot work? Like, do you, I mean, is there a story? You know how like a lot of adult movies have, tend to have like some kind of story, like some sort of narrative. Is there a narrative or is it just kind of like, okay, scene by scene? Um, there's usually a little bit of narrative. Um, there's usually the, actually, I guess there's no, there's no usual storyline, but there's usually a little bit of plot. It's not just Gonzo, I'm going to beat you and you're going home. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, what, what's, what's a typical fetish plot? It's just like, you know, uh, uh, grandpa walks into, uh, you know, meets this girl, he's misbehaving, so he gets his balls crushed. Um, that would be one. That was possible. <laughs> Favorite one is the the slutty submissive who's decided to cheat on his mistress with another friend, and she finds out about it, so then he's being punished. That's my personal favorite. I like cheating submissives. Right. So if you had to choose, what would you prefer working with, uh, men or women? Like, if you had to do a scene, what would you rather do? Um, I love to dominate women, but I prefer to dominate men. I mean... But I mean, is it talking about that? I mean, do you uh, do you ever have female clients? Yeah, is there vagina torture? <laughs> yes, there is. <laughs> v VBT? Yeah, it's, well, they don't have balls, so it'd be just VT. Vagina yeah, right. torture. VT, yeah. Um, pussy torture. Okay. It's PT. Terrible. Okay. Yes, clamps and clips and electrical play, all kinds of things. Oh, so you can actually do electrical play with women as well? Yeah. Can. Yeah, she mentioned. That. Can you can do external electrical play or internal electrical play? Right. Wow. wow. So you have some, like, um, regular uh, female clients, then? I do. Oh, wow. Not as many as men. Right, are obviously. Some females. Right. So the majority of, uh, of, of uh, people that are into this, do you, would you say typically it's guys? Yeah, but then I think that's also sort of, um, 
it's a good representation of the amount of people who are straight and the amount of people who are gay. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess that makes sense. What do they say? Ten percent of the population. Yeah, but that, that's right. false. That's totally so. False if one out of every ten clients is a female, that's sort of representative oh, wow. of the way the general population is yeah. in their um, sexual orientation. So, Mistress January, the websites people can go to if they want to uh, to check out some of your videos or to uh, to get a membership, it would be uh, CBT and Ballbusting dot com is one. That would be my male submiss- our male submissive site, yes, and then. For the female submissive site, that would be inescapablebondage.com. And that on that site, both me and my partner played the top roles. We're both the doms on that. And so what, what is inescapable bondage? Are they, t- they tied up? Are they in some type of uh, outfit, like BDSM outfit? Uh, inescapable bondage is a bondage-heavy site. and focuses on both rope and device bondage. So you'll see both metal implements and rope bondage. And it's about beautiful girls being tied up and helpless. Um, the content that is as wild as girls struggling against their bondage, girls who've probably never done bondage scenes before, to girls who are full-on BDSM sluts who get sucked and beaten and end up coming all over the place. Wow, that does sound hot. So that's <laughs> inescapablebondage.com. And if, uh, and if you're into uh, watching guys' cocks get tortured, cbtandballbusting.com. Yes. And if right. you want to book me for a session, it's mistressjanuary.com. And so, so if uh, you know some of our fans, I'm sure might be into it. Do you you work primarily in the uh, L.A. area, but you also do the, um, the San Francisco Bay area? I spend about ten days a month in San Francisco, and the rest of the month I'm found in Los Angeles. And what's your waiting list looking like? Um, I typically try to book at least a week to two out, um, just because I have a heavy production schedule as well. Right. So if somebody calls me the same day asking for a session, it most likely 99% of the time will not happen. Right, right. So, so, so you should book this in advance. Go to mistressjanuary.com, and uh, yeah, you can get your balls busted by a professional. <laughs> sounds good. It sounds good. Well, Mistress January, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. And uh, we're going to put up links to uh, all three of your websites uh, on our main page. <laughs> And uh, yeah, we're definitely going to check it out. You know, I think very enlightening. I've learned a lot today. Yes, thanks very much. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Okay, All right, take care. Bye bye. So Wackerly, you missed out on a fascinating interview there. Mm-hmm. She's interesting, dude. Have you ever thought about getting your dick tortured? Uh, not my dick, but uh, I can see you getting ass. <laughs> I, mean, I can see you getting off on a girl smacking you around a little bit. You know, if you go to her website, that CBT and Ballbusting dot com, you know, some of the stuff she does actually, you know, I mean, you listen to what she said, like, oh, you know, the the electric sounding when they yeah, stick yeah. the yeah, tube no. in your cock no. and yeah. plug in the wall, or yeah. or the kicks in the nuts. But some of the stuff, like, I mean, she's like biting on your nuts. And you're biting on your dick. Actually, that kind of doesn't. Well, it depends on. Doesn't the, sound all that bad. Depends on the degree, I guess. Right. <laughs> I guess the ferocity of the bite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, I mean, yeah, I think it's it, it's it's definitely an interesting world. I mean, I thought it was fascinating the way she was. She claimed that um, you know, she asked her clients how they got into it. 
Uh-huh. Because you think this isn't just something you just one day wake up and say, You got to start. Man, I love to get my nuts. You got to start with the, the, light, lady. the light bondage. Yeah, but then again, she was meant, she mentioned, uh, you know, what, an 18? Was it 21 or 18? Or There's some of her clients. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're. One of the guys was like 18 or whatever. And it's yeah, like, they run the gamut from like 20, 18, what? 20 to like 50. What was he doing? Like, you know, when he got to that point, like, what was he doing? Was he having sex at five or something? I bet his ridiculous. mom beat the shit Dude, out of him. Yeah, probably. Yeah. You know, I got a degree in armchair psychology, and I really think that. <laughs> That, um, it Don't dates back. Cats. No, it dates back to their youth. You know, I think something happened. I think it was like, you know, uh, their sister need them in the balls when they used to wrestle or something. Something based in their youth got them off, and that's why they've never been able to like have regular sex because the only thing that they need the pain. Um, maybe, they, but I've also heard that another avenue, and it might just be pure bullshit uh stereotyping but like dudes with like super powerful jobs where oh, yeah, all day that. long they're in control and they got to yeah. tell people what to do and they're responsible they like to go get their nuts stepped on and be like you know humiliated and not not in control you know i asked her about that if, oh, in, if, if it was a myth and she was uh she brought up she was like you know what it's true in some cases yeah. but she's in like you know cases. but not all cases because yeah. there's a lot of guys that come in here that just want to be <laughs> you mean he gets shit on all day at his, his janitorial <laughs> job <laughs> and then he comes and gets fucking beat the shit out of by her i don't nice. know how he can afford her if yeah. he's doing a jip being a janitorial he saves all his pennies just yeah i'm sure it's not cheap just uh, eats services but uh she definitely sounds like a professional so people go check out uh, Mistress January's website, mistressjanuary.com, cbtandballbusting.com, and inescapablebondage.com, which is actually kind of hot. It's all like chicks tied up and, and latex. We'll put, we'll put up a link on our main page at sickandwrongpodcast.com. You can go check it out. So, wackily, it is um, the end of the show here, and as usual, we get to phone calls and uh, listener email. I know we got a number of calls this week, so we'll try to get through as many as we can. And we got a couple funny emails I want to bring up. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, get to call number one to the Sick and Wrong Hotline. People, you can call the Sick and Wrong Hotline at 206-666-3846. Here's uh, call number one. Gentlemen, this is Brad B. and Taylor. Last week's show, you mentioned uh, hitting deer stories with your car. And I got a couple good ones of that. Uh, back in high school, I was driving around my little Ford Aspire in the small Colorado town I grew up in. Wait, does that car even go uphill? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what did he say? A Ford, Ford what? Aspire. Aspire. I don't think I've even... I've heard no. of the Ford Escort. I don't even know what's an Aspire. You remember the Ford Festiva? This, no. <laughs> yeah, is this Aspire. another failed line for Ford? Yeah. No, I think it did pretty good. It's just... It's like smaller than an Escort. It's Wait, by... It's like, tank? take an Escort and then make it half the size of an Escort. <laughs> well, you guys had <laughs> Siestas, right, over here? We did. Like Aspire that? was later, yeah. I think oh, it was okay. like... they People weren't having a... F- festival in their festivas it wasn't festive it wasn't festive so then they're like well maybe you just aspire to have a better car (laughs) but so for the ford aspire though if you hit a deer in it would that car just be destroyed i would assume so let's listen to the rest of this thing and uh out in front of me shooting right to left is a big old buck i nailed it right in the ass with my front left bumper and i look at my rear view and i see a little fucker helicoptering around behind me um, call the cops. They come out. Cause it's running around with only three legs, hobbling all over the place. Neighbor lady calls the cops for me. She's standing there with her little daughter, and the daughter's like, Mommy, where's the bad man who killed the deer? Like, oh, he's <laughs> nearby, honey. He's near. I go in the back, and there's a sheriff's deputy standing on the deer's neck, talking to me completely casually about how this happens all the time. Don't worry about it. No big deal. And every time the deer would twitch, he would shoot it in the head. Why is he talking to me like he's holding a squirt gun? And then I uh, got a roadkill license, took it home, butchered it, made beef jerky, and took it to high school with me and gave it to all my friends. 
delicious Bambi jerky. Thanks for putting on a great show, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> dude, would you have eaten this dude's roadkill? Yes. What do you mean? What's a roadkill <laughs> license? Um, well, you know how you have a hunting license. If you're going to go hunt deer, you're only yeah. supposed to kill like three but a year or whatever. this you after you've done that? Um, well, I'm sure maybe he could use it if he hit another one. But yeah, you can't just take it home and eat it. you got to like, so pay if, five bucks to the state or something. Is that every state? Um, probably most of them. I know they do it in Michigan. So if you cream a deer, you can't just like... I mean, if you, if you want, if you're not a vegetarian, obviously, and you're uh, not Jewish, you can you eat a spur or something, couldn't you? That's not, that's not meat. Mine's some new uh, bikini underwear. <laughs> be kind of nice. <laughs> but no, I, did, I didn't know that you. Legs. I didn't realize you had to have a specific license to eat. Well, the, the I mean, if kill. nobody's around and you just throw it in your car and go home and eat it, who's going to know? But you know, the cops came because this lady called, and he's his car's all fucked up. Um, and he wants to get his insurance to pay for it, obviously. At that point, you can't just take it. No, you got to pay something to the state because, you know, the state has programs that help the wildlife in other ways and blah, blah, blah. I would like to see pictures of uh, Brad's car. Yeah. I, I wonder yeah. why. Do, do it sounds do, like this happened quite a while ago before digital cameras, <laughs> like maybe in the 90s. And iPhones. Yeah, so I don't know if there's going to be pictures. but He I mean, probably yeah, wasn't tweeting I'm sure about you could it. Pro- you could probably Google... Deer car accident and see a million pictures of. Yeah, but I'm just guy. wondering, deer and Ford Aspire, oh, just yeah, what yeah. kind of damage yeah. would right. take place? It might here. have been a young deer, though. Like, well, so it really some... might have been Bambi. Oh, a deer? The most deer? tender veal jerky ever. <laughs> Do you like venison? Do you eat it? Yeah, it's all right. When's the last time you ate venison? Uh, it was probably jerked by somebody. Not jerked on, <laughs> but it was probably venison jerky. I don't, they I used don't know. a deer masturbator? Is that yeah, different? No, no, <laughs> no, no. Not, I'm not going there. Where the hell did you get jerky, deer jerky from? Oh, in, in Michigan they make it all Dude, the time. You can buy everybody a, hunts deer and everybody has venison. Really? And you can buy deer jerky at like Kroger in Michigan. It just tastes like yeah. beef. But a little bit more like gamey, I guess. Whatever ga- people say gamey all the time. What the fuck does gamey even mean? Yeah, it means like it ate you know, cows eat like hay and this thing ate some weird grass and maybe some bugs or something. Right. So Actually, get a little bit of that flavor in there. More natural, yeah. yeah I yeah, defy you to uh, next time you give oral sex to your girlfriend be like, you kind of taste gamey. <laughs> what she says. <laughs> well, thank you, Brad, for What's calling that in. I know Brad called in another deer story, but we can only play I one say, hitting the deer some, story. He's got such a great radio personality. <laughs> Gentlemen. Brad the Impaler here. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> So thanks, Brad, for calling in. We got another call here. Call number two. I, I think a couple of foreigners called in. Um, foreigners. Well, I'm not you, sure which one, but I know some foreigners called in. So let's play uh, call number two here. Hello, second wrong. I'm a new listener to the show. Uh, my username's Vomit with a Brain. I've made a forum post yet, but I think this is Colin Farrell. I think it's one of the. I think it's the lawyer character from Battlestar Galactica. Actually, it might be Bono. <laughs> <laughs> Yet, but you know, I hope to make some tonight. And I thought I'd um, phone you and tell you something about second wrong that a guy I know did. Uh, right, okay, there was this party going on, and there was this girl, you know, she was really drunk, and so she was puking everywhere. And then uh, she ran into a, into a wall, right? So her face is bleeding, you know, she's she's puking up everywhere. And so this guy decides, you know, to finger her. And uh, and then, uh, but but the, you know, the twist is. They, she, she was also on her on her period, so she's puking, you know, bleeding in more ways than one. And this guy's just standing there fingering her. She's no idea what's going on. Totally concussed. Anyway, she got sent to hospital, and you know, uh, that guy just got loads of abuse. I thought it was quite funny. Um, you're doing a great show, and I hope you keep it up, you know. And uh, 
yeah, well, I've been working my way back through the episodes, and they're all really good, you know. So, uh, right, I'm, hope, I'm hoping I make loads of phone posts and call in more often. Okay, then, bye. I like that guy, and you want to know why? Oh, and you're not going to. wrong. I'm a new listener. <laughs> Sorry, I hit play again. <laughs> He's like the Cormac McCarthy of sick and wrong storytellers. <laughs> it was all facts. You know that? And she's like, this girl was drunk. She ran into the wall. Her face was bleeding. This dude started to finger her. <laughs> it was fucked up. Good night. There's no, like, what anybody was thinking about or any of, like, the, you know... He didn't use the dramatic philosophical repercussions of the events. It was all... Yes, it was all just, like, repertorial. Yeah, he didn't use dramatic license. No, I like that. Nice. And it was quick. It was, well, and because of that, it was, like, one minute long. Well, the yeah. was dramatic enough. Right? Yeah. Well, I think Bono's called into a couple podcasts <laughs> before. You know what I really liked about this guy? I like the way he said, period. Period. <laughs> Period. Okay. You know, it's like you would have said, well, she was ragging. Yeah. But it's like over there and where, where's that? Ireland? Is he sound Irish? He's Scottish, isn't he? I no, he's got to be Irish. Irish. Do they, what the fuck? Dude, what the hell, CZ? Aren't you from that area <laughs> of the world? It's too long. It's fair enough. So we've offended him one way or the other. But no, he sounds like he's Irish. And uh, I just like the way they say, Period. Like, is that what they say in the UK? They don't say ragging? Not ragging, but, you know. Like, what would you say? Um, like if you're hanging out with your chav buddies. Redding? 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 Yeah. <laughs> i never heard it's that. Lazy. You've lived in the United States for like 12 years, haven't you? You're like D's English UK monkey. How would you say it over there? How would you say it? Just, I'm looking at you and you're just like, oh my God. And he's been here 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Hope you're. <laughs> <laughs> it's just making shit up. Please but you. I, do, I do like the way though uh, he was saying that it, it's kind of funny like you're at a you're at a party in Ireland girl gets drunk runs into a wall breaks her face open a guy will still finger her yeah he might have said he was from Glasgow but I, I don't know if I heard that or not so ah. uh, now that makes sense now I can see that happening in Glasgow maybe not in I Dublin mean, he sounds close to me but I might be wrong yeah. Tonight is the all personality call night because here's another guy with a lot of radio personality. Although I think he might have got a little oh. too much personality when he made this call. It's, it's a little <laughs> out of control. ¿Qué pasa, verga y huevos? Wait up! What the fuck? Oh, in English. What's up, cock and balls, motherfucker? It's Clover Killer. I know this guy. <laughs> Motherfucking madam, this Mexico. Going international. That's right. Every once in a while, they send me to Brownsville, so we got to cross the border to fucking Matamoros to stock up on the uh, mezcal, a liter deep. Yeah, it's it's, it's a it's a it's a good name. I just wanted to say, first off, D, draw it out. It's not Thailand. It is fucking Thailand. What? Wait, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on, so you can process Wait, that. Did I say? Did I say Thailand? Is it? Is, you could say Thailand or Thailand. I mean, how do? Thailand. I, well, I mean, I say Thailand. Yeah, but how Thailand. do? You, how do you say it? Thailand. <laughs> I say Siam, but yeah. Okay, what about Greenland? I'd say Thailand. What, do you say you Greenland? Say? I mean, you yeah, say Greenland, Green. Thailand. You know, uh, I would like, assume it's Greenland. <laughs> Greenland. Maybe in Texas, it's Thailand. I think it's Thailand when you're. Why are you in such a hurry, man? (laughs) Draw it out. That's what he says. All right, let's go. You win the Super Bowl, or you're going to Disneyland. 
<laughs> He's got a point there. Second of all, Obama sucks, but he's great because he is a smart ass. Dude, he's wasted. Well, yeah, he said he went to Mexico to pick up a bunch of mezcal. He's, <laughs> he's going to drink at least one of those liter bottles. <laughs> he's been drinking at least one bottle of mezcal right now. talking shit about it. talking about a little while ago not to go to Mexico because you get fucked up by drug dealers. Yeah, maybe if you're a drunk Texan walking around Mexico, you, it's not dangerous. Well, right, it's pretty scary. You got some tats, weird beard, cold motherfucking stare in your eye. No problem, <laughs> See, don't get all uh, worked up thinking that you got some tattoos that uh, you're going to go over there. Yeah, they'll, they'll pay attention to somebody who's about 215, 5'9". Solid motherfucker. Little wispy Jew fuck. They'll go and fuck you in the ass. <laughs> so, just to be clear, don't be afraid of Mexico, but D, you will get fucked in the ass. Yeah, <laughs> don't be I, afraid, though, but you will get fucked in the ass. You know, ass. from this call, I'm never going to Mexico again. <laughs> Sorry. Call you Mary. Maria. Anyhow, boys, keep it sick. Check it in. International. Clover killer. Fuck off and die. <laughs> <laughs> I love how, like, Trucker Paul is his catchphrase. Lick my balls. Clover killer. Fuck <laughs> off and die. <laughs> Dude, he covered a lot of ground in that. Yeah. Obama sucks. Mexico. Well, I'd get a lot fucked of in the ass by Mexicans. There's a lot of contradictions. Mexico's safe, but you'll get fucked in the ass. Obama sucks, well, but he's... 215, uh, yeah. <laughs> but he's Obama, a smart ass. But he's a smart ass, and he made some Tanya Harding comment? I didn't. I never heard that one. I mean, I, that's I, 10 years later, right? I guess. Right? I yeah. thought he said Mexicans give me a hard on. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe I missed that. Okay. <laughs> but you know, I, I agree with him. Yeah, dude. You know, if you're 215 and like 6'2", the average height of a Mexican is what, 5'1"? So yeah, you're going to go over there and uh, yeah, you're probably going to inspire fear in all these people. I'm like 5'7 and Jewish. I don't think I would go over there and be like, you know, I don't think they would look at me and be like, oh, this guy is a mighty cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> like Lefty Frizzell, what's that Jewish cowboy's name? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if... Uh, I don't know. Oh, no. It's a Kinky. Kinky Friedman. Kinky Friedman. I don't know who left you. Yeah, I'm kind of similar to that. <laughs> well, so people, call the Sick or Wrong hotline, 206-666-3846. We always love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, leave us a message. We'll play it here on the show. Uh, Wackley, we've got a couple of emails I want to get through, and uh, then we've got to get the hell out of here. One of my favorite emails that came this week was probably the best quote I think I've ever heard about Sick and Wrong. S- sent in by Pete here. He goes, I was recently turned on to you guys from a buddy and was instantly hooked. You guys are to podcast radio what Sasha Gray is to ass fucking. I'm working my way up from episode 155. Keep up the kick-ass show, and I will try to spread the sick and wrong word. Nice. Pete. Mm. Thank you, Pete, and Thank I you. think that's quite the compliment, dude. 
Am I going to get cornholed <laughs> Dude, on the show? I mean, have you ever seen Sasha Gray getting cornholed? Yeah. It's hot. She's a pro at it. I think I he's, I think he's saying it. that... Uh, you don't like Sasha Gray? Her purely athletic cornholing abilities are quite impressive. Her acting abilities, I'm not down with. I've never watched a Sasha Gray movie where I really thought she was enjoying getting enjoying getting cornholed. I, I love here. I love Wackerly's a description here of the porno. It's like I don't admire her <laughs> thespian abilities. You know, I mean, she can take a cock like a pro, but her thespian abilities. I don't. She, she's a. She's a. Uh, she's a of the porn actress school of where you're just like, oh my god, yeah, do it, <laughs> fuck me in my brown eye. Where she just fucking swears like a sailor, and I'm just like, yeah, not turned on anymore. So wait, you like the girl that kind of like whispers sweet nothings while she's getting fucked? That just seems like she's kind of enjoying it, you know. And she's like, you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? She's a little perverted, oh, but she's not like fucking living on a submarine and being like the okay, concubine. Okay, so you're saying Sasha Gray's overacting. A lot of them do it. I'm not just blaming her. She just <clears throat> is going She's with the flow. That's like the new thing, right? Where, where you're like the tough, you know, uh, foul-mouthed pirate porn star actress. Suicide girl. That takes in the ass. What do you think, Lucy? Do you think it's Sasha Gray's hot? Never seen her. Shut up, dude. You've done a million porn. You've done a million porn magazines with her in it. You don't do. I yeah, mean, but she doesn't scream at me from the magazine. Right. <laughs> you get I, th- here in I think she's hot. Well, thank you, Pete, for the compliment. Also, I want to give a shout out to uh, Neil, who's in the hospital right now. He writes in, "Hey, Dean Lance, uh, I've just seen on the news that more human remains have been found connected to the emails I've been sending." Actually, you know what, Neil? You can stop sending those emails. Neil's been sending these emails. One right after another about these human remains that were found somewhere outside of England. Uh, he probably did it. Why haven't you been showing this to me? What? Yeah, FBI listening. Yeah, actually, he almost. I mean, he might have been. He might be the suspect right there because a lot of uh, don't a lot of serial killers go back to the crime scenes. Yeah, yeah. Or they like to publicize their. But crimes. The, but the thing is, Neil, save up all those emails and send us the best story because you keep sending them one right after another, and I just delete them. All right, dude. <laughs> I know you're in the hospital, and I want you to get better, but seriously. You know, don't don't just keep sending us updates. Send us the most important one. He says, unfortunately, I'm in the hospital with a collapsed lung, so I'm not able to link you or keep you updated each time more is released. I have only limited internet via my phone, so I'm going fucking insane. Anyway, I'm sure... Are we sure he's in a medical hospital and not a (laughs) mental hospital? (laughs) Collapsed lung, dude. Uh, So he says. Well, I wonder if a hooker stabbed him with a screwdriver or something. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm sure someone else is feeding you the story. Hope you guys are doing better than me. Luckily, I have my iPod, so I've been listening between morphine-induced highs. That's nice. Up to 162 now. So yeah, take it easy. Later, Neil. Well, Neil, big shout out. Hope you feel better, and I hope you get better soon. Definitely. How do you get a class? He's not going to get to this episode for another couple of weeks because he's only on 162 right now. Oh, yeah. He's got <laughs> like seven still more episodes. And whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Neil, I hope you live to this episode because, uh, you know, we, we wish you, uh, you know, uh, a full recovery. <laughs> it's hard to listen to an entire episode when you're on morphine because you yeah. just nod off after about five minutes. And my voice is so grating. It would totally kill my high. Yeah. It really would. All right. So good luck, Neil. Hope you get better. And uh, yeah, heal that collapsed lung and uh, listen to more Sick and Wrong. Oh, we got one last email here from Ass Belonker, which is a pseudonym, I imagine. He says, hey, guys, ABL here. So I got laid recently. was wondering your thoughts about the events that occurred. So I'm in this room really laying it hard to this chick for a good 30 minutes. I'm pretty drunk. 
So, of course, it's taking longer than usual, about 25 minutes longer. That's that's why you get a dildo, ABL, from mm-hmm. AdamandEve.com, right. by the way. Type in diddle, and uh, <laughs> you get 50% off. <laughs> it was around this time that I had to stop. I won't go into why, but basically, I left the room with a pretty awful case of blue balls. It's kind of strange. Broken-spirited, I drove myself home and wanked it in the bathroom. My question to you is, does this still count? Can I put another notch in my belt, or do I actually have to shoot my load for it to be official? Just wondering, wondering your thoughts on the situation. Love the show. Keep it up, guys. Ask B. Lonker. He's not going to tell us why he stopped? Yeah, I want to know why he stopped before I can really make I'm a, reluctant to answer your question. I, I can't really make a full assessment of the situation unless I know how, why he stopped. Because, because he said that he went home and jerked off. I mean, I've been so drunk where you have whiskey dick and you're just like, I can't. If you can get it up, you're not, you know, you get a boner, but you're just like, I can't come. Dude, I've passed you out. Fa- you I've fa- passed fa- out fucking girls with my cock in their vagina and I'm snoring on their back. Have you ever done the male faked orgasm? Dude, what do you do? Go get some Lubriderm and spray it all over her? Like, no, no, <laughs> I don't sure. understand. It only that. works if you have a condom on, obviously. <laughs> okay, then you're like, you fake. Yeah, I want to hear you make an orgasm. What does it sound like? I'm not oh. gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. There's a face involved. Though. So you said that wouldn't go, it wouldn't work on the podcast anyway. <clears throat> but that that I would understand. And I think if you do that, if you fake. If you do the male faked orgasm, I, I don't think you could count it. How many times have you faked an orgasm, Waggerly? I don't know. <laughs> Man, too many to count. You're just like, Battlestar Galactica's on in 10 minutes. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, Sleazy E, have you ever faked no. an orgasm? Never? Never. Have. I Never. I've, I've been like, I'm not going to come, You've fallen baby. asleep, though. See, oh, I'm, no. not gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to I'm not gonna pretend I'm No, but I haven't fallen asleep. I passed out. It's You've never different. passed out with your dick in a vagina? Yeah, yeah, I've done that. Yeah, yeah I've done that a couple times. Well, <laughs> more than a couple. I see. But once it comes to that point, I just fake it and go have another shot. And I've done it, up. though, to the point where I'm like, I'm not going to come. I'm wasted. And then just pass out and fall asleep. Well, you just don't have the courtesy, the common courtesy to give a faked orgasm. <laughs> it's not like it's so much better than me. D- dudes do not fake orgasms. I'm sorry. I, I do. Just, it does- <laughs> I have. So uh, women, watch out. Wackerly might fake an orgasm with you, and you'll never know because he's slick. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your superpower. So what are you, what are you saying here? You don't want to say... You don't want to give him a definitive answer until we find out why. Well, I suspect that I would not allow you to count that. But that's what I'm saying. If there's some crazy story like, uh, did she shit everywhere? Or, I mean, <laughs> I think if she shit everywhere, I'd be like, it wasn't your fault. Yeah, you get to count it. Yeah, but if she shat everywhere, I don't think I'd go home and wank it. No. no. You probably would. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. I don't you know what? I think uh, ask B. Lonker. You got to provide us with some more information. We're not going to give you an answer until you write in and is tell us. Is it ask Spelunker? No, ask dash B is in boy dash Lonker. So okay. ask oh, B. Lonker. Okay. Um, Spelunker is somebody you go I want him to write right. in and tell us exactly why he had to stop. And yes. then we'll give him a definitive answer as to whether or not it counted. Yeah. That's nice. People, send us an email, sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. We always love to hear from you. We're about running out of time, so uh, I just want to say a couple things here. If you haven't already joined up for the Sick and Wrong Forum, you got to do that. We have like 1,500 members and growing. There's a lot of people joining up recently. Have you noticed that? Yeah. I wish more people would post, though. You know what I kind of I feel like, like I'm always talking to the same morons. My, my <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. My newest favorite thread, though, is uh, the one that Kendra posted here. I love the my boyfriend is jealous of Wacker thread. 
Have you seen that one? She posted the picture <clears throat> of her like kissing you on the head. In my favorite bar. Yeah, and at the high tide. And you got yeah. this look of like, oh my God, how many diseases am I getting right now? That's <laughs> not the look. The look is my eyes are my eyes are fired up with whiskey. <laughs> that look is. That's actually a good picture of me. usually pictures of me make me look like some kind of fucking mongoloid child. Yeah, you don't look as creepy of a pedophile. <laughs> yeah, I don't look, I only look like ninety percent creepy <laughs> as opposed to ninety five percent creepy. But anyway, there's a she posted the, that picture and she posted a thread saying my boyfriend's really jealous. I just love how that picture made him really jealous. Yeah. My handsome man. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting right next to his lady. There's a picture of you with Detroitus grabbing your breast in that thread. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I don't think that made my boyfriend jealous. Sleazy? <laughs> 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 but people go check out the Sickerong forum. You can link to it right off of our main page, com. Also, as we mentioned before, thank you for subscribing on iTunes. Give us as many comments as you can. We've been like, seriously, riding like this tidal wave of popularity. We're like up to like 18. I saw, we're beating Tom Likas. Do you know <laughs> wow. what I said? It's wow. pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah it it's pretty amazing. So we, we love all of you. We appreciate the support. And uh, yeah, if you haven't already, subscribe to the show on iTunes. Um, also, um, thank you for buying t-shirts. You know, this week actually was kind of a slow week. I only sent out like three. But yeah, keep buying t-shirts. We have a whole box about like what a quarter full now it's going away so we're gonna have to make some more t-shirts for you but yeah go visit the sick and wrong store on the main page sickandwrongpodcast.com click on store and yeah you really support the show and uh, maybe one day you know I think it'd be kind of cool to see someone walking around wearing a sick and wrong shirt you You mean besides me (laughs) yeah and uh, your dad yeah (laughs) so uh, yeah people go buy a shirt you really help out the show finally here's sick and wrong song of the week was sent in by Robbie he says, guys, I don't know if you have heard of Stephen Lynch, but he's really one of the funniest people alive. He's put out four CDs and a DVD of his music comedy, and I've sent you a couple songs from his latest album, Three Balloons. One of them's under a minute long, so you could easily play both at the end of the show. They sound lame at first, but once he gets, gets to it, the good shit is worth the wait. I hope you guys enjoy, and please share Stephen Lynch's comedy genius with the world. The song is called Waiting. It's really good. I think he sounds a bit like Nick Drake or maybe the lead singer of Air Supply. Uh-huh. But uh, it's Two a pretty damn good bands. song. So check it, it out. We're going to be ending the show here with Waiting from Stephen Lynch, courtesy of Robbie. People will be back next week with episode 170 here at Sick and Wrong. And don't forget Adam and Eve. Thank you, Sleazy E, for being on the show <laughs> and uh, reminding me of that. Go visit adamandeve.com. Buy yourself a dildo, 50% off. Type in diddle. Humana, humana. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Until then, take it, Sleazy. This has been Dildo Talk. It's out of my hands and all I can do is wait. It's the not knowing that has put me in this state. The minutes feel like hours. The tension is too great. I've done my part, so now it's in the hands of fate Waiting for my AIDS test to come back I shouldn't have fucked that prostitute without a prophylactic Waiting for my AIDS test to come back Regret is dripping from me like my semen down her crack And now I wait My nerves, they have been frayed My pants, they have been shat 
I know the nurse will say it's time to have a chat At least I'll never worry about getting fat I should think positive No, wait, I didn't say that Waiting for my AIDS test to come back I never should have blown that tranny in my Cadillac Waiting for my AIDS test to come back I just had to taste that sweet forbidden nectar from his sack And now I wait Is it over? Will my jersey be retired? Will my name stitched upon a quilt be required? Did I make a difference? Was my life inspired? Will Denzel Washington defend me when I'm fired? Waiting for my AIDS test to come back Eating assholes shouldn't be an aphrodisiac Waiting for my AIDS test to come back if I'm clean, I swear to God I will stop shooting smack, probably. Boys and girls, don't be naive. Take it from your Uncle Steve. AIDS cares not whom it affects. Caught from unprotected sex. Sharing needles, blood or spit, or piss or semen, even shit from 